Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm joined again by our partner in crime, Matt. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, especially after Monday night. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? I, I don't know whether we should talk quieter, because I imagine most Spurs fans are still pretty hungover. Yeah, I can say, yeah, even now if, on if Thursday. We're allowed, if we're allowed to mention hangovers and, sp- and drinking around Tottenham at all at the moment. Oh, but no. Nah. <laughs> wow, what, um, what a result. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome result. It does... Bring into question whether you need to do a good, bad, and ugly stats every week. Today, by the way, you know, just not wanting to put pressure on you or anything. Well, I haven't. I haven't actually got a good, bad, and ugly. I've got plenty of stats, but unfortunately, oh, I haven't set it up like that this week. Well, if if we don't do very well, people are going to be just looking at that oh, now. Yeah. But what? Um, I I don't know about you, but I didn't see that coming at all. Even as the like the first half. I felt we were going to be on the end of a bit of a hiding. I didn't think we were playing very well. I thought the passing looked sloppy. Like, like the guys just weren't switched on. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. It, it's one of those... It was The first half was one of those ones where you just spend the whole time just frustrated, don't you? You just... You know they can do better, and there were so many sloppy yeah. passes. And your, your mate Danny Rose with his back passes, and... It, My it mate was... Danny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I know you two are close. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Um, did you... Yeah, I, I tweeted, um, there's a, a GIF, or I think they're supposed to call them SIFs, but GIF, whatever. Um, GIF. It is da- uh, Morticia Adams. Okay. And she's got a rose and she cuts the head off it. <laughs> anyway, you hit that back pass and that was all I tweeted. I just tweeted that <laughs> GIF. Awesome. I've got that thing pretty much saved since the Sun interview, and it's just that's any time there's anything like even remotely controversial, or he yep. does something, it's just like, yep, Bring chop that off, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, to be kind, he looked like a player who hadn't played a lot, um, which he hasn't. Yeah. So, you know, under hitting passes, kind of just not looking like he was at the pace of the game. Weirdly, by the time he went off, and I think he went off possibly just through muscle fatigue, cramps, etc., because he hadn't played a lot. Uh, certainly, no reports of a of an injury or serious injury. Anyway, mm. um, he he looked a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, the whole team were kind of on top by then. But uh, Lukaku's miss, I hear constantly how he's a better striker than Harry Kane. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, every striker misses chances, okay? I've seen Kane miss, um, uh, everybody's seen the top strikers in the world, and you go, wow, you never see that. I see him miss a lot. Yeah, he, he missed, obviously that was that glaring miss when with the Danny, pa- Danny Rose back pass, yeah. but there was, there was a few times where like you know he had yeah. to hit the shot, and it just Yeah, doesn't... there was one, it got dragged back to him, and that's I thought, right. oh, that's a goal, yeah. and nope, just straight to Lloris, yeah. quite, I mean, Lloris had this look of like, oh, thank you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> I, I, I thought I was picking that one out, but yeah, I, it, strange, strange striker that, because he's undoubtedly powerful, a lot of people say to me he's like a flat track bully, you know, he smashes teams, um, I don't know about that. I, I mean, he must be a handful. Another thing, I think Toby and Yang know him very well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that went a little bit into selection as well. Yeah. Because, of course, we did have the 
the slight surprise of Toby and Jan starting next to each other and Sanchez dropping mm. to the bench. Mm. Um, Toby starting at Old Trafford that that had a that brought a little bit of a smile to my face. It did, yeah. Like for for a couple of reasons for me because you know, a he he could have very likely been playing in a red shirt in that game, couldn't he? You know, very the way much things. so, yeah. And also, he just he just reminded us how awesome he is. I mean, that, he, that, that, he is he's a, just a, a such a phenomenal, yeah, such a phenomenal centre back. And I understand what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you know, we, we don't know. You know, there's different things coming out now, isn't there? About maybe he's changed his mind. I, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I know you you know more than me about that kind of thing. Oh, we we have a little bit on this later. Oh, there we go. We'll talk about it later. Yes, but but he but what what really as. Uh, uh, Stuck in my mind in that game that just showed me how much I love that guy. Was it um, Link in the second half? Lingard was basically yeah. teed yeah. up for a shot yeah. and it, all by himself, and then out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, this foot appears yeah. and knocks it over the crossbar. Yeah, he's just he's done so, like you know maybe forget it, last it, season because he's injured quite a lot. But it's Ledley King esque. Yeah, how he does yes, that. It, yes. It, you watch, you know, I've seen some wonderful defenders in my years. Um, a uh, person who doesn't get the credit for being a great defender, he was in his era as Gary Mabbott. Um, mm-hmm. He was a great defender. Yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't naturally be a defender you'd pick in the system nowadays, but he, he, in his era, he was great when it was a far more physical game. Yeah, sure. Um, but you watch Toby and, and Jan as well. I mean, Jan doesn't, you know, he's just so consistent. Oh, yeah. it, it, so consistent. Yeah, and and what I love about Yen as well is you know with all the talk of all the different players wanting to go yeah. and stuff, you know that he's just he's just happy to play for. He's been here for a long time. Yeah. He he's just settled. He, 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 I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. He's just happy well, to he, be. He, he does his business. Yeah. Um he he's in line for a, a pay rise with a new contract. Um, how much he's asking for on that uh, could be a fun thing. Uh, we'll, we'll come to that later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could we could wax lyrical about that performance for an hour, um, but we best not because the podcast we kind of aim for it to be around an hour, <laughs> yeah, sure. and we've got a bit of a packed show. Um, we've got a competition draw today to win a new shirt, um, home away or third. Um, we've also got comments from the Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, obviously, um, we've also got Matt's stats, which is you know what the people are really here for. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I've done some research into contracts. Um, uh, by research, I've just basically messaged and spoken to a few people who are very, very good with links to Spurs. Um, it just comes from sort of spending a long time, I think, uh, on Twitter and social media. You get to realise when a certain journalist writes a story, there's legs to it. Yeah, when sure. other journalists, it's like, nah, just you don't ignore have a clue. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can ignore that. I mean, my favourite thing is in The Sun, um, they attribute a lot of stories to journalists that don't even exist. <laughs> um, you know, they literally, right. they literally just make up a name and throw a story together. So... Yeah, no, no great surprise with anybody yeah. there, but yeah. So, so I've done some stuff on that, so that could be of interest. Awesome. And I, whilst doing that, I came across some interesting stuff around uh, player agents' fees as well, uh, as in how much the club paid agents in transfer transactions. Uh, I think that might surprise a few people. We want to do a quick look ahead to Watford, and just to really make your day, I've come up with a quiz. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to put me on the spot here, aren't you? <laughs> Damn right I am. 
It's uh, the quiz is aptly named "Make Matt Look a Prat." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we might as well call it that. It's, I think. No, we, we will see. We will see. I think. I think you'll find it fun. Right. Um, okay. Okay. And hopefully, people can get a bit of a kick from listening as well and trying to guess. No using Google. Yeah, put your phone down, Matt. Okay. <laughs> um, I just want to give a bit of a final word on Hugo. Um, basically, when me and you recorded last week, the news of his drink driving offence came out. As me and you were sitting down to record, yeah, uh, we took a little bit of time to read some stuff. As we were recording, you know, not everything was known, but our reaction was genuinely was a bit of disgust over it. Really, um, we both agreed that there's no excuse. Um, since then, Hugo's obviously released his statement. Since then, a little bit more information has come out that he was out for a meal with some French teammates. Um, and drank wine at the meal, and then drove home, stupidly. Yeah. He was stopped at like 2am, um, it wasn't like he was in a nightclub, but regardless, it was like 2am, mm. and it would appear that on the Friday he missed training, um, this was not due to being drunk or hungover, but through the club obviously investigating, and him needing to talk about what had happened, and going from there. Mm. What are your thoughts now? I mean, Pochettino's come out, publicly supported him. He picked him and kept him as captain for the Man United game. Um, we've got a week on from our initial reaction. I just want to gauge what are your thoughts now. It's a, it's a bit of a strange one for me, Sam, because it's, um, it's a bit conflicting, really, because yeah. I, st- I still stand by what I said last week, you yeah. know, everything I said. And and, I, and it was, it was pretty, um, like you said, it was... Literally just come out, so we were just responding to what we just heard. We were, you know? yeah. But re- regardless of, and I th- we, we, I think we, we, we mentioned this on the uh, podcast. Regardless of ha- how it's happened, like you can't condone it. Or, you know, whether it, now we found out it's a few glasses of wine with his ex, or his French teammates, or going out on a bender in a nightclub. I you know, agree, it's still, yeah. it's still having too much to drink. But <laughs> this, this is where my mind is conflicted because when I watched the after the Man United game. Uh, I love it when Pochettino just hugs everyone, doesn't he? He gives everyone yeah, a hug. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, he's, I think he saved Luis for last. I think he was the last one off. And he, he put his arms around him and lifted him off the ground. Like, really, I like, saw, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, I love that. I, I, like, I love that because it, it's that kind of, like this, it's that team spirit that Pochettino brings to the club and it's something that, that's make, making our team what it is. Yeah. So I, I, I like the fact he's, he's supporting him but, but yeah. it's, it's it, my mind's conflicted because you know what what Lloris did was wrong. You know it's it's a real funny one for me. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that uh, now it was a week later and we've all had a chance to calm down. I guess look and 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 this is not me condoning it. A lot of people, especially when you look at our Facebook posts, are saying, "Look, people make mistakes," and they do. People, we are just human beings at the end of the day, yeah. aren't we? He's made a mistake. It's wrong. He's, he can't condone it, but he's made a mistake. And Poch has come out and said as as well that you know he's he, he he's beating himself up more than anyone else is beating him up. So yeah. maybe you know take take whatever punishment he gets. Hopefully, it's not a prison sentence when he yeah. when he goes to court. But you know, take that you know if it's a big fine or whatever, and maybe let's move on and. If he does it again, then I, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one for me. I'm really conflicted with my thoughts. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, uh, I, I again, like you, stand by what I said last week. Um, due to my personal uh, 
experience, if you like. Drink driving for me is just something you don't do. Yeah. So the minute he was drinking with the meal, he should have been getting a taxi home. Yeah, it's cool. just it's inexcusable. It impairs your judgment. Um, people can point to what the law is. Yeah, fine. But you know, he's a he's a millionaire. It's not like he didn't have options on how to get home. Okay, so he he could have paid someone to come pick his car up and drive him home. It mm. just it it is bonkers that he got himself into that situation. Accepting that he made a mistake, accepting that that has happened and moving on. Basically, I trust in the manager. If the manager believes that this was one massively out of character and a mistake made in some sort of stupidity moment, and he would have spoken to him, he would have heard it from his mouth exactly what happened. If the manager's willing to move on with it, then okay, I'm going to accept that. I trust Pop. Mm. You know, mm. a lot of people say, oh, you got to trust the manager of things. And I am. He has earned that. Managers in the past, probably not so much. I, I would form an opinion based on me and not so much what they're saying. But Pock said it. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to move on. My, my last thought on this, if you don't mind me just sharing it on this before we move on. Yeah, of course. Is I don't think people would be anywhere near as forgiving. And I don't think people's reaction would have been anywhere near as many people defending him. If it wasn't Larice and it was Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Sissoko yeah. gets done for drink driving at 2am and I guarantee you not one person comes on our Facebook page and says we all make mistakes. Mm. The ability of the person as a player should have no impact on your opinion of something like this. That's all, that's as far as I want to go on it. I, I, think, I think the manager's drawn a line... He is going to get punished. I imagine he's going to have his license taken away. So, you know, boo-hoo, he's going to have to pay a chauffeur for a while. Um, yeah, we got to move on from it. Yeah, I'd say the same, yeah. Um, speaking of moving on from that, and speaking of fans on our Facebook page laying in their comments, it's time for their comments. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. I'm going to start on Instagram again, um, because... You always look forward to pronouncing the names on the Instagram ones, don't you? I'm actually really pleased that <laughs> we've only got one person this week on Instagram, and it's a name, not like a weird kind of abstract screen <laughs> name. It's Sam Geary 8 Hello, Sam. Um, please tell me that's not the year you were born. 08, that'd be... <laughs> 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. You shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, how do you feel about Nkudu's impending departure, and who do you think we want to avoid in the Champions League draw? Well, Sam, we're going to talk about the Champions League draw a little bit later on, so if you keep listening, we're going to kind of discuss that in a little bit more detail then, but how do I feel about Nkudu's impending departure? Matt, you want to take this one? Uh, I'm not too sad, to be honest. (laughs) Okay, what Matt said. <laughs> he's just he, like he's, it's a bit like with Sizoko. I'm desperate for him to do well, but just he, well, I mean, maybe if he got, is he is he on loan? Is he another another year's loan? Uh, nothing's been confirmed yet. From there are various French League One sides who are interested in him. Um, it, it appears with every day that passes. The uh, the quality of the side being linked to him diminishes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I don't know. He's a player who's available to go. Yeah, um, yeah. He's never he's I, never going to break into the first team, is he? I, I do know he's rejected one loan offer from a championship side. Right, okay. Um, the club were willing to accept it, but he rejected it. Sure. So, So we're going to have to wait and see... Um, how do I feel about it? Uh, to be honest with you, he's not in the squad. He, he needs to go. Mm. He, he's not. I, I. If we got ravaged by injuries, I would still rather a young academy player play than him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, nothing against the lad personally, but the minute he wore that Chelsea shirt in pre-season, he was dead to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving across to our Facebook page, the first one is David Hunt, and I say this very carefully. Hello, David. <laughs> Um, Alderweireld and Dembele, they're back in the fold, according to Pock, but will the club offer either of them a new contract? Now, David, we have a little bit of a contract session coming up later on. Um, I can tell you that both of them get mentioned in that. So, so please hold, and your question will get answered, but a little bit later in the podcast, dear boy. I sound like I'm almost like professional like coming up later in the show like we should do some commercials <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah i'm gonna start like trying to hawk goods to people like you know <laughs> at, at some point this podcast is gonna get separated with my voice like hey do you need new knives <laughs> you should check out these knives um we then have a question from uh lauren white and lauren i read your question earlier on and i gotta be honest with you it's a beast of a question matt so i hope you're ready for this all right go on it says, okay, hypothetically speaking, we have something like Lasagna Gate again. All 11 players from the Manchester United game that started are all unavailable. Who is the next 11 and what sort of level do you think they'd be? Who would they beat in the Premier League? <laughs> That's quite um, good one, actually. Yeah, so, so let's just walk our way through this. I think... Goalkeeper, uh, it's right, so got to be, yeah. It's got to be his experience. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like Gazaniga, but no, Vorm's experience solid. You can bring him in when the first eleven are currently in the toilet. Yep. Uh, at right back, I mean, it's gonna have to be. Um... So these these are ones that only the first eleven. <laughs> so, so we're going to do subs. So, so yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, we'd have to do subs just right. the first eleven. Okay. I mean, senior players is going to be Aurier at right back and Davis at left back. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, central defenders. Um, we can have it? we can have Sanchez, can't we? Cause he's, Sanchez and yeah. Foyth. Foyth, yeah. Um, young lad. Um, going into midfield, then uh, we, we got... play. We played the two kind of anchored. Mm. Um, I mean, Wanyama's coming back from injury, so we can put Wanyama in there and Winks. Winks, yeah. You know, a bit yep. of creativity next to the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, then the three attacking players behind. I mean, Lorente up front. Yep. And the three attacking players, I mean, Lamella, because yep. obviously, you know, he managed to avoid the plague by mm-hmm. missing the first 11. <laughs> um, who else have we got there? Who else have we got attacking? Oh, Sun. Who means Sun? Uh, well, yep. Sonny, yeah. I mean, yep. obviously, international duty at the moment, but normally mm-hmm. Sonny would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow, my mind's gone blank. Have we got any more attacking midfielders? I mean, I'm thinking Amos, but he's a defen- more of a defensive midfielder, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, unless we play the wrong. free mid. Sort I mean, I'd, I'd love, I'd play Josh Onoma there. Yeah, because, yeah, it's know, a good idea. Josh, Josh is my boy, and when he scores, I run on the pitch. There you go. Yeah, ask anyone, I, I do. He doesn't score often, luckily, because <laughs> the stewards were getting rude. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I mean, that team would be capable of beating everyone but the big teams. I think. I, think I mean, so. I'd. 
I'd feel that and feel fairly confident. Um, yeah. Although I've said that, if I saw that entire team selected to play against some League One side in the FA Cup, I'd still be a nervous wreck. So, <laughs> um, but thank you, Lauren. What an interesting question. All, all sort of swung around the first team getting diarrhea. At the same time. <laughs> um, the next question is from someone whose name I cannot pronounce, and I'm going to butcher this, and I'm really sorry. Angad Malhotra. Yeah, not a clue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to go with that. Thoughts on the Champions League draw? Who would you want in our group, e.g. big teams to test ourselves or weaker teams to possibly go through easier? Uh, there's more than a question there, but we're going to talk about the Champions League draw later on. So let me just put that to you. The last two seasons, we had kind of a easier group, really struggled and went out. Mm. We had what everyone thought was, well, that's us getting knocked out, and we won the group. Yeah. Which would you prefer this time around? Do, do, do you know what? I, I, I genuinely mean this. Right? I, I, I'd like us. I'd like us to win the Champions League, but I don't know whether yep. it's. I don't know whether it's possible. I, I, I know Liverpool got to the final, and we, we you know, there's, yeah, we, if, we can, if Liverpool we can. can get to the final, anyone can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just, but I, 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 I'd like to think. I'd like to think we we could win it, but for for me. And because we've this, we've you know what's this? The third season we've been in the Champions League. This time we, we've been this time in a row. Yeah, and we wasn't it. We've had it. This has been the fourth season, so we haven't got much experience of playing in the Champions League. No. So for me, I'd p- much prefer getting the Real Madrid's and a uh, you know the Bayern Munich's bring the big teams to to you know hopefully we'll have the new stadium by then. But <laughs> Wembley, bring them yep. there because. You know, we had years and years of playing Europa League football, and it was exciting. Yeah. But I'd rather play teams that feel like you play. You know, you feel like you're in a Champions League it, game. There's it a, feels like a Champions yeah. League game rather than we're still in the Europa. Yeah. I get you. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and also, we beat Real Madrid last. Set. We drew there in the Bernabeu and beat him at Wembley. So you know, it doesn't get much better than the winners, does it? So, when we um when we drew in the Bernabeu, uh, I believe Arsenal fans were doing something. Do you remember? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, okay, so uh, Angad, we're going to talk more Champions League later on. Thank you for your question. Uh, next one from Stefan Cruz Alvarez. Stefan says, the transfer window still rumbling on. Is this now a disadvantage that English clubs can still lose players or have their heads turned without being able to get a replacement? Um, It is and it isn't. Uh, in theory... It is, because a Real Madrid or someone like that could rock up any time now and absolutely unsettle a player by putting in some monster bid. And the English clubs are going to reject it because, as you just said, we can't replace them. Mm. Um, But I think it comes down massively to how the clubs are run. And what what I mean by that is, if the clubs make it clear to all of the players, like everybody, okay, the English transfer window closes on this date, if you got eyes on moving, your agents are talking about moving, that's your date. It doesn't matter. Any other window closes, that's your date. Mm. So anything goes beyond that and you come knocking on our door saying, oh, I've got this chance, tough. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be set in stone. We want you to stay. Here's your contract. You know, Here's the new deal. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, also, a lot depends on the player. So, for example, Real Madrid come to us tomorrow and say, look, we'll pay you £300 million. Pay off that stadium and you give us Harry Kane. We say no. Harry Kane isn't going to throw his toys out of the pram and, you know, go sulk for a month. Mm. 
certain players at certain clubs that happens and the club says no that player is going to be a nightmare and it's going to cause all sorts of problems. So uh, I don't see it as a massive issue as long as all of the clubs stay firm. Yeah, that's 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 the key, isn't it? You know, they, they, they're able to go, these players, aren't they? But yeah. if, the, if the club says no, then they're not going. So it's not a that's disadvantage, it. is it? Yeah, yeah. and, and if, if one side kind of breaks with that, that's when it's going to become an issue because you're going to get kind of like, oh, well, Man City sold so-and-so and, you know, whatever. It, it just becomes an issue. Yeah. Um, the next question is from John Richardson. John says, 10 years we had players that had a one-off good game. I can see Lucas being a beast this season as our players seem to get better. I'm not entirely sure what John's saying there, but I think he's I think he's saying over the last ten years we've had players who can like play really well but then kind of vanish. He seems to think that Lucas is going to improve as the season goes on, be consistent. Yeah, that, I, get, I, I think I, I think that's how I, I sort of read it. I think maybe because my mind goes to a, a player like Ginola, for example, who yeah. like had that kind of ability to sort of shoot from distance and you know that kind of w- winger people, yeah. and I think I think probably he's got that he's got a player like him in his mind so maybe he's suggesting is he going to be that kind of player that you know will be in and out of games or is he going to be yeah. a consistent player and, and I actually think he'll be quite a consistent player that's my, my personal opinion yeah okay yeah. brilliant and finally uh, Linton Ford the proud winner of the first giveaway we did on the shirt he says, question, what do you think has changed with our team mentality? Our last three away games to the top six, we've won twice and drew. We beat Chelsea 3-1, drew 2 all at Anfield, and now United 3-0. Um, what do you think? Do you think well, there's been a change in mentality? Perhaps a little bit of luck? We've, we've spoken about it, haven't we, Sam? And you, you said you've even noticed this season. I know, obviously, yeah. a couple of the games Linton's talking about from last season, but... They, they, there does seem to be an edge to the players, isn't there, that we've not seen before? And, and I, I wonder whether they've, they've, you know, they've hinted on it, haven't they? The fact that, uh, you know, obviously we all know they haven't signed anyone, and it's kind of, in a way, given the players more of an impetus, isn't it? Because like Poch is basically saying, "I trust you guys. Like, you know, I don't need anyone. You are going to do it for me." And it's given this like, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's given them an edge, hasn't it? You know, it has. Um, I. Last season, I think the Chelsea game was a combination of us being in really good form and Chelsea being very poor. Form. Yeah, yes. Uh, I think you got to look at each individual game. I think at Anfield, uh, the Wanyama strike knocked that game on his head. It's insane, uh, yeah. <laughs> and some very brave refereeing decisions because, as we saw at Old Trafford, a lot of referees bottle obvious decisions that because Morrill came down it was a pen oh, everybody God. said it if Gary Neville looks at it and goes yeah that's a penalty at Old Trafford against Manchester United then you know that's as pretty uh, categorical well, as it's going to get not just that Sam Alan Smith said it was a cast it was a penalty yeah, as well. yeah true yeah Smudge said it as well so you know, you got the Gooners and the Man United <laughs> legends saying it is. The referee yeah, bottled that. He did. If that had yeah. been the other end for Man United, he gives it. Yeah. So, very brave refereeing in that game. Gave Tottenham the penalties, which were penalties. I don't care how many times Liverpool fans say they weren't, they were. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we, we kind of ground out a result there. But, I mean, Liverpool were the better side, really, on that day. Um, but we managed to scrape the result through, like I said, the referees being brave and also you know, just generally sticking it. And like I said, the Wanyama strike was something else. Mm. When it comes down to uh, this season against Man United, 
this season there seems to be a real angry edge to the players and I I put it down to the transfer window stuff I put it down to Pochettino telling them all you're at zero again you've all got to earn your place you know mm. not one of you everything you've done before is gone you've now got to earn it in training I think there's a real anger to some of them. You know, Eric Dyer gave this interview about how the players were feeling that it's on them to shut everybody up, the yeah, whole right. transfer stuff. Yeah. You watch him in games. The guy's an absolute... You know, I mean, just look at the picture of him before the game start. The guy looks psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> and I talked a little bit, especially with Dan, about how he always seems to misplace a pass. In every game, there's this one thing. And I said to everybody, you watch and you'll find it. He didn't do that against Man United. Mm. He's one of the few players who didn't, and he was on it, and he was kicking lumps out of them. You know, mm. so much went on in that game, and he, he was breaking up the play. But the best thing that he does, and so many people don't pick up on it, he covers the fullbacks. Mm. You watch any time our fullbacks have gone forward. If the other team break, Dyer is covering them. Yeah, he's yeah. there. He's at left back or right back. He is there. And that discipline to do that in games is something else. And that's why Pock likes him. That's why so many top managers rate him. Um, so, yeah, there just seems to be this real angry kind of resolve at the moment. And I love it. Yeah, me too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Long may it continue. But that concludes all of our questions and thoughts from everybody. So thank you for those. We always appreciate it. Um, what I'm going to talk about now then is whilst I was doing a little bit of digging into contracts, I came across something kind of interesting. Have you ever heard much about how Tottenham struggle with signings because we won't uh, pay what top agents demand? Have you ever come across that? I, I haven't, to be honest. I mean, I, I have heard bits and bobs being spoken about. And for me, I just always yeah. think oh, it's Levy and leave it at that. You know, So I've never yeah. really looked into it that much. So, so basically... Agents for players, for me, and don't get me wrong, everyone's got opinions, but for me, they are the big problem in football because they are sucking money out of the game. Yeah. And for me, I don't think they do anything to earn it. They, you know, genuinely, they talk about how an agent uh, represents a player, talks about his interest, does all of this stuff. A solicitor could sort the contract mm. out for mm. a set fee. You know, a PR specialist could do different things. An agent's supposed to coordinate all of that and all of this nonsense. Uh, they're leeches. Mm. Okay, so my opinion of agents not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me just throw that out there straight away. Um, we have missed out on signings of players. Genuinely have, and I know we have over the years, and it's been reported in all of the major press. The main reason being is that agents will hang on to their player to see if they can get a better deal elsewhere and earn more money. Mm. So you will have situations where we've been trying to sign a player, and a constant thing I hear from Tottenham fans is, why is it when we try and sign someone, it drags on? You know, why is it always a saga? Why isn't it just, hey, we want him, bang, and he arrives, like other clubs do? Yeah, sure. Well, maybe this will give a little bit of an insight. So these figures are for the summer transfer window in 2017. Okay, so not the summer transfer window that's just happened, 18. We're talking before the start of last season. Okay. Okay, so these are the figures for how much was paid to agents. Now, the clubs I've got as a comparison are our 
wide class as our rivals. So Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, and Man United. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because yep. I mean, there's no one else that should be a rival. <laughs> Can't think of anyone. I love that I mean, pick. There's, there's a couple of like Europa teams, out yeah. there, I suppose. But I mean, we we'll, we'll let them just worry about Emmerdale Farm. Which... <laughs> yeah, well, just to give you a bit of an insight, that other club that I'm talking about spent more as well. But we don't care about them. They don't even make the, the podcast. So, in out of the four teams I mentioned. Manchester United spent the least, okay? Mm -hmm. They signed three players in the summer of 2017. And in signing those three players, they paid £18 million to agents. Yeah, one eight, eighteen. (laughs) So that is £18 million paid to agents just for the privilege of signing football players. (laughs) What are they doing to justify that money? You, you, you know, it's, it's, it's sorry, bonkers Sam. to me. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I, for for me, I mean, look, I I understand your point about you know that that other sleazers could could do the job they do, and I understand that you know that they've got a I think they've got a part to play in in the game, but for me, it's just the the, the, the disproportionate amount they get compared to what they do. That's that's what annoys me. You know. Yeah. And, well, and and that's what gives him that that leech's tag, I think. You know. Well, for me, if you've got an agent who's basically they're representing their client, and their client gives them instructions on what to do, hmm. okay, that that's kind of one thing, I suppose. If you've got an agent who's basically then pushing agendas, they talk about these big sports agents who are kind of almost celebrities in their own rights now. Yeah. And they transfer their clients, you know, from different clubs, different clubs, and they treat them like brands. They're not clients mm. anymore. They're not individual footballers. Mm. Uh, you know, I remember talk about David Beckham when when he moved to Real Madrid from Manchester United. The brand Beckham, remember? You know, yeah. he couldn't he yeah. couldn't be number seven That's at right. Real Madrid, yeah. so they had to come up with a number and create a whole brand around it. Mm. I mean, that was the first time I kind of encountered that. And it's an American thing Mm. from American football. But it came into our game and it's just bizarre for me. But yeah, so they signed three players, spent 18 million on agents. These you've then got Manchester City. Now, Manchester City signed five players. For those five players, they spent 23.4 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of looking at it proportionately. Man Isn't United, mm. you know, it's kind of strange. Chelsea again signed five players in the window. Mm-hmm. 25.1 million. Okay, so yep. these are what have just gone to agents. They're not mm-hmm. gone to the clubs. <laughs> agents. One person. This, so basically, this money has gone out of football. You know, do, do you see yeah. what I mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. gone. Absolutely. Um, Liverpool. Will shock nobody. They spent the most on agent fees in the Premier League. They signed four players and spent twenty six point eight million. Yeah. Um. From what I've been reading, that's gone up this year. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they spent the most. Now, so just to go through that, Liverpool four players twenty six point eight, Chelsea five, Manchester City five, uh, Manchester United three. But like I said, Chelsea 25, Man City 23, just for round figures. Tottenham in the 2017 transfer window. Here's a quick thing for you, without listing them. How many players did we sign last summer? It was about three or four, wasn't it, from memory? 
It was five. Five, right, okay. <laughs> I know, surprising, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we signed five players in the 2017 transfer winner. Knowing those figures I just gave you for the other teams, how much do you think we spent on agents? Well, well, I think it's going to be less. I'd go at 17 million. Okay, so Man United signed three and spent 18 million. Mm. We signed five and spent seven. Oh, blimey. That is a massive difference, isn't it? Yeah, seven million. Yeah. Um, two teams who were relegated spent more on agents than we did. Um, f- and we are technically the eighth lowest in the league. So there are clubs who have spent less on agents than us, but we are, if you put us comparative to the other teams we are competing with, it's a fraction. We're spending an absolute fraction of what they are. The main reason for this is the club's basic philosophy of we will not engage in these games, gamesmanships, if you Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Ross Barkley is a great example of this. Ross Barkley wanted to join Tottenham. He wanted to work with Mauricio Pochettino. He was willing to hang on and run his contract down. All sorts of things happened for him to try and get that move. We agreed a fee with Everton, the same fee that Chelsea paid. But we couldn't agree a fee with his agent. Right. Chelsea paid the agent three point something million to secure the player. We wouldn't do that. We we agreed terms, you know, we pay the same wages Chelsea are paying him. But we would not pay him that, in essence, bribe. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. And the player is now at Chelsea and has probably got splinters in his ass. <laughs> I, genuinely, I cannot speak more about how much I hate agents. Um, you mentioned earlier on about you know their place in the game and stuff like that. I guarantee you, wouldn't the guys who worked hard to get rid of the minimum wage for footballers and things like that did that, they would never have envisioned what has happened to yeah. the game since then. Yeah. When you mm. look at football clubs who are struggling, so you're looking at League 2, League 1, championship teams, who are at threat of going under. These mm. are football clubs with like a 100-year history and stuff like that. And then you look at the top four of the top clubs in the Premier League combined spent a hundred million to agents signing players last summer. Yeah, that's just insanity, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. not signing players from other clubs, you know, that's not yeah. the fees going to the other that's just out of football. It's gone. It's yeah. gone to some bloke's bank account who just sits back and makes money out of people. You know, years and years and years ago, earning money out of people was kind of frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Make yet, a comeback. <laughs> it just, it's bizarre to me. I can't... Yeah. There's something innately wrong in football for me, and it is agents. Do, do, uh, and do, this just demonstrated it to me again whilst I was looking at this. Yeah, no, I agree. And do you know what as well? What, what springs to mind when you when you said about Liverpool uh, yeah. spending the most? A lot, a lot of frustration... Uh, that I saw from fans uh, during the summer, you know, when Liverpool were spending a lot of money and obviously yeah. we weren't. That goes to show you that Liverpool were just, okay, let's throw five, six, seven million at an agent so we can get the player. That's why they made the signing yeah. so quick. You You're know, exactly and, and, right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that obviously comes into it nowadays, isn't it? It's not like, it does. it's not the fact that um, 
you know, we don't want to make the signings. It's just that Liverpool were like, yeah, we're happy to pay an individual person that's... that's and and that's here's, not- where, here's where the issue comes in, because if clubs are willing to do that, then at some point, we're kind of going to get forced down that road. Yeah, of because course. Because to stay yeah. competitive to do these things. You know, as a club, we've seen transfer fees that we pay for players just go phenomenal. Mm. You know, what you'd consider a player of like... Dembele, for example, Dembele was signed for, uh, I think, in total with the add-ons, like fifteen million pounds. Yeah, he's been with the club six odd years. You know, great player for us, brilliant servant for us, worth that money all day long. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you wanted to sign a Dembele now in his prime, you're looking at forty, fifty million. Yeah, easy. Easily. Mm. Think how much that agent would be demanding. Mm. You know, the game has just moved on. And, yeah, you can say, well, that's just the price to pay. Why are you moaning? It's not your money. Blah, 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 blah. Look, I'm a, I'm a fan of a football team. I want us to do well. If someone said to me we could sign uh, Messi next week as long as we bunged his agent 10 million quid, I'd be telling Daniel Levy to do it. Yeah, sure. But what I'm trying to get the point across is, you know, forget football allegiances a second. This is just wrong. Yeah, you're right. It, it is just wrong. So... Mm. There you go. I, I want to put that information out there. I want to voice my opinion. I know people listening are probably thinking, wow, we'll listen to a Spurs podcast, not a Sam rant about agents' <laughs> fees. But, look, I mean, just want to put it out there. It's just interesting, and it's an interesting point of view of, I wonder if there are people listening to me say that who are thinking, bloody Daniel Levy should be paying more. Because I bet there will be. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, for me, I've presented this in a way of, I feel like we're on the right side of this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure people <laughs> will, will disagree. Yeah. Um, my friend, this brings us nicely to our competition, and it is time now to reveal who wins the next shirt. Um, we've already given one away. Uh, Linton got it. Uh, big congrats to him. He sent us in a picture. Thank you very much. So now it is time for us to go to the draw. Now there were a couple of last minute entries, so. I'm just going to double check one last time. I did tell everyone to make sure they were into us well in advance of us recording. But just to be 100% fair. Although everybody listening to me do this who have entered like a week or so ago are saying, don't be fair, yeah, no, don't them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sh- yeah, shut up, Sam. Leave them out. <laughs> okay, right then. So, we've been doing this on a number of podcasts. We have promoted it for a while. We've pushed out there. We've tried to give as many people an opportunity to win this shirt as possible. I think I said on the podcast last week we had roughly 40 entrants. Um, Following last week and a bit of a push in the week. Let's see how many we have now. Okay, so there are no new ones. So people can chill about that. I'm not throwing (laughs) someone in at the last minute. Um, So yeah, we've got... Scroll down to the number... Uh, it's a little bit more I thought. Okay, 51. Excellent. Okay, so 51 people have entered, had their uh, entry validated. Um, of all the people entered, I am going to assign a number now. I've got this little clever thing here which will do it. Please, everyone, talk amongst yourselves. And what I'm going to do, Matt, is you have not seen this list, have you? <laughs> no, not at all, no. No. 
No, you haven't. And <laughs> well, you haven't seen it by sounds of things. <laughs> well, well, I've got it. No, no, shut up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> we are professional. What, what I am professional at is something completely different. But I am a professional, <laughs> and so was my mother. Then moving on from that quickly. Um. So, so basically, uh, I've got the list here. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So fifty-one. Uh, so, mate, all I need you to do is pick a number between 1 and 51. Now, what I've done is I've randomised this. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Now, I'm going to say it up front, because I don't want anybody to be livid. <laughs> there are two people in this draw that I know, okay? There is a uh, someone with a surname Jones. Now, my surname's Jones, I'm not going to lie. There are three or four Joneses in there, but one of them's related to me, Okay. <laughs> I don't know what number they are now. I've just randomised it just to be 100%. But part of me is absolutely praying they don't come up. <laughs> because everyone's going to be on me if that happens. And also, one of the people in here is a friend of mine who I, who I know quite well. Right. Well, what I do, what I do, Sam, is the same as what I did in the last competition. I'm just looking at yep. the minute that we've we've been... How many minutes we've been recording? And we've been yep. recording for 44 minutes. So let's go right. with number 44. Number 44. Let me scroll through. Number 44. Oh, build some tension. What the hell? Were Were you trying to build tension? A little bit of a drum roll. Oh, man. I don't know what that was, was but it was not a drum roll. It was a drum roll underwater. There we go. Okay, 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 right. We're, We're building tension. And the winner of the Tottenham shirt, home, away, or third, is a man. I hope. (laughs) 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 And the man's name is Paul Matthews. Congratulations. Congratulations to Paul Matthews. Paul, if your name is Paul and your surname is Matthews, you are the winner. Fantastic. You were number 44 on my randomised list. Now, funnily enough, if I hadn't randomised that, he was one of the earlier entries as well. Oh, excellent. I remember seeing his name on there before. But yeah, yeah, um, congratulations to Paul. I am neither related to or friends with him. There you go. And I say that in the nicest possible way, Paul. I don't mean that nasty. I just mean it as in we don't know each other. So I feel loads better. I actually feel relieved about that. Your poor friends. Well, yeah, sod them. I mean, they they want a shirt, go and buy one. God. You know, I I know a guy, but uh, I I cannot tell you how stressful that genuinely was. To the point I was going to take them out, but then I felt bad about that because like they've done nothing wrong. No, they've entered like everybody else, and I was like, oh no, no, please don't win, please don't win, (laughs) because I wouldn't be able to hide it either. I'd just blurt out like, oh, that's my sister. Oh, great, brilliant. Well done, everybody. Genius. Um, so yeah, big congratulations to you, Paul. Um, message the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Spurs News. Uh, just give us, uh, yeah, I need your name and address. Obviously, it's Paul Matthews, I know your name. Uh, I need your address and which shirt you want, which size, and I'll get it out to you next week. Uh, so, yeah, big congratulations to that man. And I wonder how many people are going to switch off now. 
Yeah, yeah, well, the point isn't anymore, is it? <laughs> yeah, so I need to give them a big incentive to stay. Um, so anybody who stays on now, if you're a woman in your listing, big thank you, and you can earn a date with Dan, uh, one of our podcast hosts. He is a very hunky fellow, very muscular, goes to the gym a lot, works out. Um, if you're male and you're thinking of switching off, please don't. I have the number for the lovely Laura here, and I will hand that out as a booby prize for you're anyone. Get killed, mate. Oh, it's killed. fine. They they've switched off themselves. They're still ticked <laughs> off. They didn't win the shirt. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we've moved on from the competition. A big thank you to everybody for entering. Uh, it was a real real bit of fun for us to be honest with you yeah. and we've given away a couple of shirts we'll see if we can get anything else to give away as the season goes on uh i am trying my best to get something that's been signed by somebody i can't say any more than that but we will see what we can do um what about the jermaine jenis bubblehead as well have you got that to give away? no that's mine sure. no mine i'm keeping that that, <laughs> yeah. that was that was offered as a transfer deal for jack Grealish, and right. i've stolen it so it's it. mine now <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, let me just bobble on about some contracts then. Um, I said earlier on in the podcast, I, I said last week, I'd do a little bit of digging into it. Everybody is still adamant that Christian Eriksen and Deli Alley deals are done. There was a little bit in the press this week saying that Christian Eriksen and Tottenham are now in a stalemate over a new contract. The people who I generally rely on for these things just told me to ignore that. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, the it's thing weird. is, for stuff like this, the longer it goes, the more you start to doubt things. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, it's like, nah, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Stop <laughs> asking me the same question every week, you idiot. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And I really hope it's announced soon. In their To their credit, Tottenham announced this week three young players signed new deals. That's right, Luke yep. Amos, Oliver Skip, and TJ Aoma, mm-hmm. uh, whose name I probably say wrong as well, so I apologise, because I know a few of the Academy lads listen to us, by the way. Well, so okay. if I'm saying your name wrong, I'm sorry. Um, I, I was told about that about a month ago, and then they were announced for whatever reason just this week. So... Yeah, the sources are right, if that makes sense. They've been proven right again, so maybe I should stop panicking about it. I don't know. I I will probably ask them again tomorrow, and they'll share at me again, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> um, Toby Alderweireld's the one everyone cares about at the moment. Yeah. Toby, uh, much documented. We're not going to talk about it again. Uh, the two sides, you know, his dad's his manager, and his dad was banned from the club. All of that stuff is done, water under the bridge. Toby tried to get a move away this summer. His agents, etc., found that the amount of money they were demanding, unsurprisingly, other clubs weren't willing to pay it either. Uh, when you're pushing 13, you've had two serious hamstring injuries the last couple of years. People aren't as willing to throw the money at you yeah, <laughs> as, yeah, as his agents yeah. seem to think they were. He, he was left in a bit of an awkward situation where Tottenham, of course, we still under contract with a clause that we can extend it. Um, but also his relationship with Pochettino at the end of last season Poch said look if you're not committed here I'm, I don't want you so if you want to leave go find yourself a move he basically had to come back to the club for pre-season training like yeah I'm, I'm still here <laughs> hey yeah. everybody 
Um, the, 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 apparently the guy's great, causes no problems, you know, he's very professional, which is really nice to hear. Uh, even if his manager and agents are stood outside shouting, set Toby free, um, <laughs> the player himself, you know, is being great. So I, I always like to hear that. I don't like hearing about, you know, players going AWOL and nonsense like that. Um, so yeah, he is apparently the relationship with Pock is brilliant. Uh, those, those two have had a long conversation. Apparently they spoke a couple of times during the world cup as well. Okay. But generally by all accounts, you know, the player is very happy. He's like, well, you know, I love my teammates. I really enjoy playing for Tottenham. I obviously ideally like to be earning more money. Yeah. What needs to happen is a little bit of ego needs to get kicked to one side mm. by all parties concerned. So the agents, etc., need to come back to the table and say, "Okay, we were we were a little bit out of line. Let's talk." And Daniel Levy needs to come back to the table and go, "Okay, I was a little bit stubborn. Let's talk." Yeah, absolutely. My biggest fear on this is I can't see Levy doing it. I can see agents because they want to earn money doing it all day long. I, I just Daniel's such a stubborn git. I, I got a feeling if they come to him and say, I'm sorry, we were wrong, can we talk? He'll go, No. <laughs> yeah. You we're wrong. Do you, do you know what do you know what springs to mind, Sam? What what uh, uh a thing that happened with Lee that springs to mind is the whole Harry Redknapp thing where yeah. he was he was offered that contract, said no, because yep. he thought... And then when he didn't get the England job, he'd wanted the longer contract, and Levy said, yeah. no, I'd offer the other one, off you go. And so yeah. he doesn't forget, does he? And you're all right. That, that, that's the thing. He, yeah. He, 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 yeah, I, I, that's, that's my worry with it, because if you put ego to one side, the best thing for Tottenham Hotspur as a football team is to have Toby Alderweireld as a squad option. Yeah, of course. Over a long season, Toby... at Due to what's happened with hamstring, etc., possibly cannot play every single game. Yeah. But imagine if someone could offer us Ledley King now, you know, with that injury, etc., where he couldn't play all the time. Yeah. But Ledley could just play every FA Cup and League Cup game for us. Yeah, you'd I'd take that. Yeah, yeah, I would as well. But, you know, of course. all day long. Yeah. If Toby could play every Champions League game and some big Premier League games. And then we had to have Sanchez. Oh, what a blow that was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the best young central defenders in yeah. world football right exactly. now. It just is better for the football team to have him as an option in the side. I agree. You can go three at the back, you can go two, all these different things that we could do. Mm-hmm. I I hope the ego gets put aside, but that appears to be the running theme. And the people who were very, very well connected with Tottenham all said the same thing to me, which is it's now down to the agents and Daniel Levy. Yeah. And right now, Daniel Levy is not taking any meetings because his focus is elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, he's almost negotiating by silence, (laughs) which is, you know, I'm sorting this problem out. When that's done, we'll sit and talk to everybody. Uh, the other contract we got asked about earlier on is Moussa Dembele. Now, it's an interesting one because I saw a lot of comments on this. People saying the club should just pay him what he wants and stuff like that. It's not so much about that. Moussa Dembele himself, and it was actually talked about in the commentary for the Tottenham Man United game, the player himself acknowledges he cannot play in the Premier League to the same level for a whole season. He he's just not that player. That. Yeah, he's not that player anymore, is he? 
And what he's worried about, due to this fitness, he's, the guy's in constant pain, like a foot injury. It's just not going to go away till he retires. And even then, he's probably going to have to have some sort of surgery or something just to, to you know, to manage it. He he knows he's only got a few years left. Now, if he was the sign for one of these teams in China and earn mega money, he could probably get a good two years playing in that league. Yeah, they, two, they would pay him a lot of money years. as well, wouldn't they, over there? And they would pay him a lot of money. You know, two to three years over there bang so it's a fortune to finish your career yeah of course now with us he's not going to get a pay rise because yeah. of his age no you of know, course it's yeah. not going to happen the club offered him an extension to his existing deal um which had the incentives and all the stuff built into it like normal so he could still earn you know let's face it he's not going to be on the bread line anytime soon so it is now just all down to <coughs> him yeah, of course. You know, it's all down to him and what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people saying the club need to offer him more money. That's kind of not the case. It's the player driving that. He's out of contract next summer, and at the moment, my understanding is he is happy to stay at the club for the year and leave on a free. Obviously, the club don't want that, uh, so the club made him available this summer to go. He rejected a move to Italy. But he could be open to going somewhere in January. We don't know. But he is committed to the club. He's not going to be a player who's going to cause a problem. He's a player who's going to play whenever he's called upon. So it's a strange one. Um, The last one's Danny Rose. Danny Rose is available to leave um, the club. But again, it's a problem where he has a great relationship with Poch. Uh, Pochettino has repaired some of the damage that's been done with stuff that got said the player himself however now has a very poor relationship with the club club management yeah so the club management want him gone um you know some of the stuff he said publicly and some of the stuff he said which hasn't hit the press yet but will do undoubtedly is this in his book has he got a book out well there is a rumor (laughs) <laughs> that Danny Rose signed a book deal and his revelation of depression and things like that and all the press that's come along with it is going to do very well with the book. Mm. And it's apparently supposed to be blowing the lid off of what goes on behind the scenes at a football club. And he's only been at Tottenham, really. He was a young player when he left Leeds to join us. He's been on loan to Sunderland for a year, etc. But he's basically going to be doing a tell-all book about behind the scenes at Tottenham. Great. You can understand <laughs> that there's probably a lot of people not looking forward to that. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Um, and from a fan's point of view, there's probably a lot of people really looking forward to that. Because mm. it'll either confirm or you know bash any preconceived ideas you have of people. I, uh, you know, it's a rumour, let's not get too bogged down in it, um, but it's a rumour that's come from a fair few people who were pretty reliable. Let's see what happens. He he gave an interview just a day ago saying how he thinks he's going to still be here, despite the fact the club have made him available to go. He rejected a loan to Germany, um, the Schalke thing, he's openly said, no, I didn't want to go, you know, I, I turned that down. Paris Saint-Germain apparently really liked him, but have come out and said they wouldn't make any move that Tottenham weren't comfortable with. Uh, interesting how the PSG chairman wants to stay on the side of us. I don't know what's going on. There. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, we we tend to buy their players whenever they're in financial problems with FFP rules. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps there's some <laughs> deal going on. I like the deal um, though with the player we got recently. <laughs> hey, Lucas Moore, definitely the other one. Not so much. They can have that one back. Um. So yeah, contracts wise, there is apparently a lot done, and a whole load more other people scheduled. But again, this is something that Daniel Levy handles personally, and Daniel Levy's focus right now is straightening out the stadium stuff. I think everybody's on board with that. You know, players and agents are kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll wait for Daniel. You know, yeah. it's, it's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it does highlight for me a massive break in where Tottenham really could do with a sporting director. I know people have this kind of oh, director of football. Oh no, you know because of what you hear and other stuff but someone who sits there as a sporting director typically is you know someone who the chairman's gone right that's the budget deal with that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. i've got to go and focus on commercial things i've got to, you know right now the stadium and you could have someone sat there who is talking to the agents and agreeing contracts speaking to the manager you know being that liaison uh, Daniel Levy's felt a little bit burned in the past by that relationship and I think he's wanted to stay hands-on ever since. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's doing us any favours. Well, you spoke about it, didn't you, in the last podcast. Was it uh, yeah. Frank Arneson that was the um, sport? Oh, was it him yeah. that was director with, with, when we bought those players when we sold Bow? And... Um, no, that was, that that was Baldini. Up... Baldini, sorry, yeah. yeah but that, Frank that... Arneson was the one that... Left us for Chelsea. That's right, but the, but with the with the Bal, with the Baldini example, you know, he just went out and bought the plays, didn't he? And it was just it was done, you know. And yeah. I, I appreciate that, you know, Levy can do it, but when you've got a football input, when you've got a football in person, that's their focus as well. It kind of yeah. it means like you know, for example, if we had one now, then I could guarantee there would have been a bit more transfer activity with us. Because, well, there would have been, and mm. you wouldn't be getting that tattoo. Um, yeah, they would have got over the line because it would have been their sole focus. <laughs> I, I just brought that up. No one's letting that go. I, I, uh, I, I had, a, I was, I went to a, a, a South End Seafront with my two children a couple of days ago, and yep. there, there's a tattoo parlour there, and they do uh, walk-ins. Yeah. So I, I was like, right, let's just go and get it done, and I was going to take a picture of it and show you guys that I've done yep. it. But I walked in and the guy, and don't get me wrong, I've got a few tattoos, so I know what it's like when you go in a tattoo parlour, but this guy yeah. was the scariest tattooist you've ever seen. His <laughs> entire face was covered in, it wasn't just a, a tattoo, it was sim, like symbols, so his face was covered in symbols, and oh, wow. he was really scary, and he said, if you come back at three, I'll do it for you, and I was and like, you were like I, no, I'm all right. I don't feel confident that you do what I ask, <laughs> like, I'm sure he'll just do what he likes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm happy with that, how much do I owe you? So I was like, like, right, I'm going to book it in, so... What I thought I'm going to do, what I'm thinking, I'm trying to find the part of my body that to do it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the cockerel tattooed <laughs> on me, and then underneath just have the word "leavid." That's what I'm going to do. Wow! Yeah. Oh, you've yeah. added "leavid." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is, it's not really a punishment, is it? Just getting the Spurs cockerel. I've got to do something because I lost a bet, didn't I? Wow. So, okay, yeah. mate, you don't have to do that for me, but yeah, yeah, you do it. I'm, I'm well up for that. Um. Okay. So that. Yeah, that kind of concludes the contract stuff. So that brings us quite nicely to our recurring feature, that is Matt Stat. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. 
See, this is the thing, Sam. You're saying about people switching off when the competition finished, but they're still listening. They know that Matt's status is on its way. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, they, they do. They do. You're right. No, it's the cult following. <laughs> the cult following, yeah. The, the two people here. Right, so um, a bit of a focus on Sunday's game against Watford. So it's going to be an away game. It should have been a home game, but uh, with a mess up of everything. It might as well have been a Wembley, might it? Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be our third away game in our first four league uh, uh, league games this season. Yeah. So I thought I'd uh, give you a little bit of a uh, bit of information on on the on the ground, Vicarage Road. So it, there's, it's got a capacity of twenty one thousand nine hundred seventy seven. Okay. It, it was shared for a while actually with the Saracens because I'm I don't know if you yep. follow yeah, rugby, yeah. but I, I went my little, took my little boy there before they moved to their new ground. So I've been there. I haven't actually been there to watch a football match, but I've been there to watch a rugby match. Okay. But um. They've, they've done a bit of building on it recently, and the uh, the newest stand in the ground is actually the East Stand, which is named after their honorary life president, Sir Elton John. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it, so that was open in boxing on Boxing Day 2014. Is it called? If, is it called the worst still standing? Oh, you know what? You just ruined my punchlines. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Pretend I didn't say it. You carry on. Damn. <laughs> I'll let you in. <laughs> Saturday night's all right for fighting. No? <laughs> what, what I was going to say was that... Do had... I deserve a rocket, man? <laughs> carry on, carry on. You can see you, you, your musical taste now, can't we? They're, they're, they're coming to you instantly, aren't they, these, these sometimes? <laughs> uh, yes. As long as he doesn't, we're okay. Yeah, carry on, carry on. So they um, they added an extra thousand seats to the uh, to the East End in summer 2015. And what I was going to say, yep. was, so even with with this alteration, we can sort of assume that it's still standing better than it ever ever did. But you know, you've you've, t- you've stolen my thunder. <laughs> I, I feel really bad. Dan. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, I, well, I, I I liked where you were going with that. Sorry. <laughs> What we do is we'll edit it and then you can have you you can say at the end, give us a little punch nah, you can have it I'm, I'm the one doing the edit, I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, more more stats more and I'm st- gonna stay quiet this time. <laughs> well, yeah, well, unfortunately I haven't got any more jokes. So right, uh, so uh, as we as most people probably know, one of the one or both of the perfect records are gonna go uh, on Sunday. So Watford have beaten uh, Brighton, Burnley and Palace and we've beaten Newcastle, Fulham and Manchester United, which Whee. fantastic. So yeah, uh I mean I pers- I mean we're we're odds on favourite uh to to win the game, aren't we? So hopefully it'll be no- it'll be us continuing our perfect record, but we'll see. We'll see. Right, so uh, since Watford have returned to the uh, Premier League in twenty fifteen, uh, uh both teams have scored in all three clashes of Vicarage Road. So we had one all last season. Which I mean, I was in Centre Parks last season and in that game, and I remember just I couldn't watch it because you know they you pay extortion at prices to go there. They don't give you Sky Sports, so no. I was listen, listening to it, and we 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 did we go one nil down or was because I, I know I think we either went one nil down. Who you know, scored our goal? It was Sun. Was it Sunny? I seem to remember Sunny scored. Yeah, he, he, he to score. loved scoring against Watford. But but it was um, it was one all and we uh, Sanchez got sent off, didn't he? And it was quite early he got sent off. So uh, yeah, I just I, yeah, yeah. I the whole second half I was thinking we're going to just get smashed, you know. But we managed to hold yeah. on for the draw, which, which at the end playing with ten men wasn't a, wasn't a bad result, was it? No, no. I mean Watford are a decent side. 
Yeah, they are decent side, yeah. And they've started this season really well. So I I know we're favourites going into it because of our league positions last year, really. Mm. But forgetting that for a minute, you know, it's it's a 50-50 game. Yeah, of course it is, yeah. Um, You know, it's it's a team who have started well. Momentum in sport's massive. Just look how Leicester won the title that year. Yeah, absolutely. They got on that monster roll and then everyone rolled over for them but mm, anyway mm. I can't see Watford doing it mate. <laughs> no hopefully we'll smash them <laughs> I'm not going to again I'm not going to promise any tattoos if they, if they win, win you, the you should do that <laughs> God, I'm nothing safe anymore for me no. nothing safe right so yeah so we beat them 4-1 uh, back in 1617 and 2-1 back in 1516 and we've actually got quite a decent uh Premier League era record against them so we've, we've played them t- in, uh, 10 times in the Premier League era we've won 7 drawn 3 and, and lost none so we've got quite a good record Is that at their ground or full uh, no, stop? No just full stop full stop oh, okay. yeah which isn't bad and overall so since we've both existed with the record is 129 drawn 9 lost 7 and the yeah. last time we lost them in the league was back in May 1987 so and that was a 1-0 and that was May so I'm sure whatever we'd done in 87 we, we won I oh know we was in the FA Cup final wasn't we so we must have had yeah. that on our mind so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let them have yeah, that one I'm with you on that yeah. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let them have that one and of course the 87 I think no shut up yeah, yeah no, so I was going to talk about a bit more yeah. like, let's forget about the actual final yeah, <laughs> yeah skip skip that right away um Mate, well, that's brilliant. I've got one more just very briefly for you. And I, yes. know, I, I will make it brief because I know you and Dan have spoken to it about it in a previous podcast. But I just wanted to, because I talked about the ugly last week and about that horrendous uh, decision by the referee to not allow Pedro Mendes' goal, yeah. I just want to take people's mind, minds back again, if you don't mind, just, just because it's a nice thing, isn't it? Saturday the 17th of March 2007, 63rd minute, Paul Robinson, 80 yards <laughs> out. <laughs> sends it flying over the now again current Watford goalkeeper's uh, head fantastic brilliant oh imagine if Lloris scored given yeah. given the time he's had recently yeah he, he's yeah. got to be thinking it yeah, yeah he's <laughs> yeah. got he's got to be something in yeah um, yeah what yeah that was hilarious because I wasn't watching that game um, but it came up on like a score thing uh, Tottenham goal P Robinson I looked Insane. at him and thought yeah. well that's wrong yeah <laughs> Clearly, that's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, no, brilliant. Okay, man. Um, yeah. So the other thing, uh, just to cover then uh, quickly, is the today's the day for the Champions League draw. I mean, we're recording this Thursday, thirtieth of August. The Champions League draw and the League Cup draw are both today. The Champions League draw starts around five o'clock. Um, they'll generally waffle on about how great they all are till about six o'clock, and then start drawing balls out of the bowls. <laughs> Um, but yeah, following that, around 7 o'clock UK is the League Cup draw, which of course is the big one, the one we all care about. <laughs> so let's put our focus there, shall we? Uh, yeah, we're in pot two. Um, pot one is Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. They're joined by Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain and Locomotive Moscow. Um, I don't know who they had to pay to get in the pot one, but they paid it. <laughs> Pot 2 is Borussia Dortmund, FC Porto, Manchester United, who we smashed 3-0. Shakhtar Donetsk, Benfica, Napoli, us and Roma. Pot 3 is Mo Salah, Schalke, Lyon, Monaco, Ajax, CSKA, Moscow, PSV, Eindhoven and Valencia. And in Pot 4 we have Victoria Pilsen, 
no idea how to say that. Is that a person or a team? That's a team. (laughs) Uh, Club Bruges, Galatasaray, Young Boys Burn. Yes, they do. Inter Milan, Hoffenheim, Red Star Belgrade, and AEK Athens. So, Pot 4 basically sounds like our Europa League used to be. Um, So, whoever we get out of that lot, I'd probably prefer Inter Milan, just because I love Milan. It's a great place. I agree. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know who we want, really. I... Big on the biggies. Big on the biggies. That's what I say. Yeah, I, I kind of like one team that we could stick it to. Just just because it's always nice to give someone a hiding. Yeah. Um. So, like a Real Madrid. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we yeah, can, I agree. We can yeah. take to Wembley and absolutely, absolutely smash. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um. But yeah, all, all joking aside, uh, the competition is about testing yourself against the very best in Europe. I, I don't see the point at all in, in wishing for someone... You know, someone rubbish. Why? We might as well be in the Europa League if you exactly. want to play against rubbish. Let's let's go up against the best. And also, as a team, we lift ourselves. It's it's far easier for Pock to say, "Look, guys, it's Real Madrid. Let's let's focus." Than it is from to say, "Look, guys, it's Dynamo Tbilisi or whoever the hell." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. With the greatest respect to Dynamo Tbilisi, who are a wonderful footballing team. I, yeah, so I've got no preference. I'm kind of like, great, let's just see who we got and move on. Yeah, I agree. Brilliant. And in the League Cup, um, due to the sheer panic it will cause if we get a home draw, because oh, we don't have a stadium and we can't use Wembley, um, I'd really like us to get a nice away draw against someone like... A championship team, a nice championship yeah, team. Really just just someone, as long as it's away, because yeah. you can almost sense the stress around people, you know, Daniel Levy and co. waiting for this draw later. Mm. Uh, so that's that. We'll obviously post the draw results on the page, um, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash News. It'll be on our website, www.spursnews.co.uk. And I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it at Spurs News 1961. And I'm sure the lovely Laura, whose phone number is available to all those who are interested, will be putting it on the Instagram again at Spurs News 1961. Well, there was a lot in today's podcast, wasn't there? I think you covered it all, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I feel kind of like, but mate, we're not done. (laughs) Well, cool. Here we go. Because I am introducing this week. A quiz. Are right. you ready? Go on. As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> it's, it's got its own theme tune. Okay. And here it is. It's now time for more or less. <laughs> Are you ready? Go on, mate. Go on. So the game is simple. I will give you a player. And I will tell you how many times that player has played for Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. You will then have to say if the next player has played in more or has played in less. Okay. I like the sound of that. Yep. Simple game. Yeah. We're going to start with Darren Anderton. Darren Anderton made 299 appearances for Tottenham Hotspur. Did... Gary Mabbott make more or less? I'm going more. You believe Gary Mabbott, the Bristolian hero of mine, my childhood idol, made more appearances than our Premier League all-time appearance record holder, Darren Anderton? Yes. 
You're correct. Yes, get in there. <laughs> Gary Mabbott made 463 appearances for the club. Awesome. Sticking with the name Gary, Gary Lineker. Did Gary Lineker make more or less appearances for Tottenham Hotspur than Gary Mabbott? Oh, go lower, much lower. You're correct, much yeah. lower, 105. Yep. Yeah. Bringing us up to date then, has Kieran Trippier <sighs> to date made more or less appearances for us than Gary Lineker's 105? Oh, mate, that's such a hard one. It is, it's oh. brutal. <laughs> uh, how long has he been with us now? Is it three seasons? I'm, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go lower. Okay. You're right to go lower. It's a lot lower than I thought. 44. Yeah. No way. I thought yeah. it was more than that. Well, he's been with us a while, but remember he already played when Carl yeah, was in course. full swing. Absolutely, and yeah. then, you know, he was in and out, and obviously we're not far into this season. So, yep. 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 Uh, now, the next one. Everyone's favourite German, Mr. Jürgen Klingsmann. Did he make more or less appearances than Kieran Trippier? Right, he's he was with us for two, one and a half seasons. Yeah, true. Uh, lower. Incorrect. Oh, Jurgen made more. Jurgen made fifty-six appearances <laughs> for the mighty Lily Whites. Right, okay. And the last one. Go on. The last one is. Jamie Redknapp. Did he make more or less appearances than Jürgen Klingsmann? Right, my th- I th- he was there for longer, but he had quite a few injury uh, problems, didn't he? So I'm going to go lower. You were correct to go oh, lower. You, Jamie Redknapp finished with 48 appearances for the club. So what, what score did I end up with there? That was five out of six. Yeah, was... yeah, yeah, you did very well. So you do I do I get a, do I get a choice of a Spurs shirt in? <laughs> You get a choice of something. <laughs> no, no, this is for fun. Come on. It was the enjoyment that, was that I took. That it does good. prove that I'm going to have to make it harder next week, though. Yeah, Because yeah, you, you clearly did that far too easily. We'll, we'll call this the trial run. Yeah, exactly. And, right. and next week, the prize will work for. If you get them all right, you can take Levy off the tattoo. There you if go. If you get them all wrong, I get to add stuff. Right, okay, awesome. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, so yeah a big thank you to everybody for listening I think we've covered everything we set out to cover Uh, we'll be back again next week a big thank you to you Matt obviously Um, we will talk again next week take care thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.